What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Four Sideball Podcast. You're tuning in with your boy Rich, and I'm here with my buddies Tom and JD, and we're about to get this thing started. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a brand new episode for everybody. Hitting at 170. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good, Rich. How you doing? Doing fantastic, man. Like I said before, the real the real season begins. We got the uh, NFL Combine going on this weekend. And then uh, looking forward to our NBA playoffs, man. Yeah, same. It's it's getting uh, it's getting towards that time of year, right? Uh, getting uh, getting close <laughs> to the tournament. We got NBA playoffs coming. We're gonna have Masters coming and uh, and NHL playoffs. It's uh, it's it's a fun time from now till you know through June. Oh yeah. I already know March Madness is going to be a shit show, so that's oh, going to be, yeah. we, we, we all going to be knocked <laughs> out the first day, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's going to be some brackets busted early uh, again this year. Yeah, you're going to be looking at the number ones going down the first round, like, what is going on, man? <laughs> I feel like uh, I'm there, I feel like I'm there every year anyway, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel, I feel like it's going on right now, man. All these teams, number ones, number twos going down every week, man. Let's get right into it, man. We got uh, let's kick off the NFL. Like you said, the off season's going on. Teams out there, French, uh, using the franchise tag on some of their players. Your boy T Higgins got uh, tagged, and your boy Sneed got tagged so far. So other than that, it's gonna be interesting to see who else uh, gets tagged. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like the Chiefs are are kind of um, uh, they're giving him, they're giving Sneed the opportunity to look for a trade uh, as well. You know, I think that obviously they'd like to sign him, but but. Uh, not if it's it's cost prohibitive. Um, so yeah, this is a, kind of that weird time of year where you see some guys getting cut or some guys getting tagged, and and then you know we, we've heard you know all the running backs that are going to be on the free agent market: Saquon, Josh, all Jacobs, the running backs, Henry, all, all, all the running Henry. backs. Yeah. So it's it's going to be uh, it it could be a, a little bit of a wild free agency. I'm, I'm kind of curious what happens with the running backs because you know we've talked about it a bunch on here, but just teams devaluing running backs and you know, you got some big names getting out there. Some guys that probably still have a little bit of juice left in them. I'm curious to see what kind of contracts come out for, like, the Henrys, Barkley. Uh, I'd imagine Josh Jacobs probably gets a, a little bit of a, a, a bigger deal. I think he's a little bit younger. But, but yeah, kind of kind of interested to see how that, that all plays out. Yeah, they were saying that uh, if those guys get tagged, like Henry or uh, Jacobs, there's going to be more towards, like, the 15-18 because of the 20% salary bump. But yeah, that's interesting to see if anybody gets like normal time. That's why these guys aren't going to get tagged though, because the teams don't want to pay that that increased increased salary bump. So they'll either they'll either let them walk or or try to get them to you know on a, probably a short term fully guaranteed type of a deal. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if you could just let players walk like that. You got to get something for them, like a draw, a second, third, fourth. Something uh, you, something. But but everyone knows like. You know, you don't have any leverage. You know, if you're gonna, I'd imagine like a like a, even if you signed like a, a Jacobs and traded him, you're probably only getting like a maybe a fourth rounder at best. But it's one of those like get like a San Antonio Holmes when he went to the Jets for like a fifth rounder or something like that. I, I think is what ha- what will end up happening. Yeah, but I just feel like you got to get something for him though. Even if it's yeah. even as a fourth rounder, um, you never know what that pick could turn into. So yeah. Yeah, true. And then, um, like I said, we got your boy uh, 
combine score. We got the combine this weekend. Looking forward to seeing some of the uh, top players. Uh, they got some of the quarterbacks throwing, but most of the, the top three quarterbacks aren't throwing, of course. But I'm interested mm-hmm. in seeing how they measure out. And then some of these uh, defensive players. So, I mean, Giants, we need a lot of help. So, we're, we're going to be looking at everybody. <laughs> then we had your boy Zach Wilson, man. He's uh, out there looking for a trade. They were saying uh, some of the teams that possibly were, could trade for him are the Rams, Broncos, and uh, 49ers. I mean, he's falling into the, that Sam Donald effect, man. Well, it's, it's pretty much where, where he's at right now, yeah. Probably, you know, San Francisco is probably the best landing spot for his career because Kyle Shanahan seems to, you know, have, have uh, some, some gold touch with these quarterbacks. Yeah, Sean Payton maybe could do something with him in Denver. I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, he definitely needs a, a fresh look, but I just don't know. You know, he's he'll, he'll be four years into the league. This is his fourth year. Like, what is his is his decision making any better than it was day one? Doesn't seem like it. it or is he just kind of broken and and you know maybe he can get like a, a Geno Smith type bump um, going somewhere else? No, I don't think I don't think he's confident enough to be a quarterback. I mean, even compared to like even if you compare him to Geno Smith, Geno Smith always felt like he was a you know a star, so to say. Yeah. Um, sure. I don't I don't see Wilson, especially after watching the Hard Knocks. Like, he'll throw up a good pass and be on the bench like, oh, that was a nice pass I threw. Rather right. than, like, you know, hell yeah, I threw that pass. Or, you yeah. know, like just he a different mindset. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. Hopefully he can figure some things out and, uh, you know, this won't be his last, uh, his last, this is his last deal. So. Mm-hmm. Then we had your boy Cam Newton out here uh, stiff-arming defenders like he was back in the lead. <laughs> what is wrong with these people? They not realize this guy is, like, 6'5". 280 and played in the NFL. Like, yeah, <laughs> what are you man, doing? I, yeah, I mean, I mean, they got upset from some stuff he said, but I mean, he didn't really curse at him or anything. You know, he just kind of just said, you know, kind of jokingly, like, you know, you know, like I helped you guys out, you know, in a way. And then, uh, you know, people didn't take it the right way. Um, and then they tried to jump him. It was a, uh, it felt like it was a seven on one. And uh, I mean, he fought his ground. I mean, he had one guy in like a, a stiff arm headlock. Uh, yeah, another guy like stiff armed away. One guy was like tucked under his armpit. After after all, the whole fight, his hat did not move. That was uh, that was pretty funny to me. Yeah, yeah, the hat the hat stayed on the whole time, which was hilarious. But yeah, he was tossing those guys like rag dolls. It was kind of kind of wild. Yeah, and it was like parents. It was like, like what are y'all thinking, man? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, unfortunately, you know, this is gonna uh, feed into the. You know his uh bad rap, so to say. Um, I does he? I don't think he has a bad. Does he have a bad rap? I think he has a pretty good rap, actually. I, I think amongst the players he has a good rap, but amongst the media he has a bad rap. Uh, I feel like people really? feel. I feel like people feel like he. They don't credit what he did. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what he he uh, he can do no wrong here in the Charlotte area. People lo- absolutely love him. Oh yeah, I mean he was a good quarterback, right? He took him took the guys to the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, Von Miller went crazy on him. I mean, there's nothing nothing he could do about that, man. He had some good years, you know, even his rookie year. I mean, passing touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, he was all over the place, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, unfortunately, he's kind of like I feel like he's like blackball uh, in the NFL. So, but mixed reviews, but you know, definitely uh, one of the good guys in my heart. So, yeah. And then uh, on to the NBA. I mean, we got the second half kicking off in full effect. We got the race to the playoffs right now. 
it's not really much. It's not really much going on in, on in the NBA either, man. Yeah, it's 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 it's. I would say it's been pretty much status quo. I think you know the Celtics are building themselves a nice cushion um, up there at the top, and then it's you know below that, you know, it's a battle between the Knicks, the Bucks, the Cavs, you know, in that two, three, four spot. I think Indiana's kind of fa- fallen off a bit, um, but but yeah, you know, it, it's for me one of the bigger questions is just you know. What is what is this Knicks team gonna look like in the playoffs, right? Uh, yeah, I was thinking we got to, we got to get healthy. So yeah, yeah, you gotta get healthy. Curious, you know how how Brunson looks, you know, in in more of that playoff basketball when when you know it gets a little more physical. Um, uh, guys are actually giving a crap on defense, and and you know we see we've seen it you know multiple times now with with Julius Randle kind of falling apart when you get into the playoffs and some it's not just him it's other guys too right you know i think i think i think uh spite has got a lot to prove in, in the playoffs still so yeah I, I think this this could be like an interesting first round for like uh, cavs knicks and, and maybe some of these other teams that are getting in on the east uh, on the lower on the lower side yeah definitely on the, the, the like those top 4 teams uh in the east I mean, even I mean, even though the Celtics are number one, they still got something to prove. But the only way they're going to do that is mm-hmm. to get to the finals and win. Right. Um, right. And then on the West side, I mean, I'm interested to see how these other teams finish up because you know you got the Thunder and uh, Minnesota leading the West, so mm-hmm. both young teams. Uh, you you know you wonder if uh, when they get to the playoffs, is their inexperience going to hurt them or or does that not matter this year for them? So right, exactly. And then we got the Nuggets and the Clippers. Uh, you know, at three and four. So those are those are the teams are pretty much favored to come out of the West. You know, can Kawhi really um, put it together this year? You know, he's been pretty much healthy. And then, uh, you know, can can Nuggets repeat? Uh, that's one of the hardest things for them to do. So, yeah, I mean, for sure. And the and the Pelicans are sneaky high up there, uh, number five. I, I I think that you know Clippers are probably a bad matchup for them. But then you get the Suns lurking at, at six, right? Like they. They haven't been healthy all year either, um, and, and they're sitting at the sixth seed right now. Uh, probably not a great matchup against the Nuggets, but what happens if you know oh, no. <laughs> they get to a, a five seed and you know get the Clippers or or somehow you know get into the uh, get the Thunder in some point? I, I don't know, you know. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You can't. You only want to get the five because that's still no. another bad matchup. So it's a it's a bad matchup. So definitely going to be paying attention to see how these are. Uh, these standings finish out because it'll, it'll make the first round a lot better with uh, some of these matchups. So, yeah, for sure. No, uh, you girl, Caitlin, Caitlin, Caitlin Clark, out here trying to get the all-time record for points. You know, people. I feel like some people are trying to downgrade it because uh, Pistol P didn't have the three-point line. Mm. Uh, but don't don't get me wrong, he was averaging like 44 points a game. But <laughs> yeah. um, he's playing back then with a whole bunch of white people. Uh, <laughs> he was no white people. Yeah, but I'm saying, but like, you know, he's playing an old NBA. But like, Will Chambers scored 100 points and stuff. But, um, I mean, to to down, I, I feel like for people to downplay her getting the all-time, you know, scoring uh, title, so to say, is like, you know, for them to say that same thing with LeBron and uh, Kareem, um, just because the three-point contest, the three-pointer wasn't there, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, the, the game's gonna change. Um... Yeah, yeah, no, like you said, like I, I think uh, there's there were some good shooters back in, in in the old NBA days that are just they're never obviously never going to have that three pointer three point opportunity. Even Larry Bird, like 
think he I think it came in his early in his career, but because it was so new and and it was at the time considered you know a low percentage shot, not a lot of guys shot threes you know until uh, I mean really until you know Steph Curry and, and that you know it wasn't really you know even for our most of our childhood three pointer was there but it wasn't like hugely used right like now it's integral part of the game um but people just weren't as good of outside shooters and it was more focused in the mid-range mid-range game layups dunks all that stuff so yeah what what caitlin clark is doing is is different and and obviously it's it's fun to watch and and i I just saw that uh the ticket to the ohio state game this weekend is like averaging like 420 dollars a piece it's the highest uh highest priced ever um nba wnba or college uh so she's obviously you know regardless of, of the scoring record she's putting 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 people in the stands and then putting eyeballs on her which is great for the sport oh yeah i mean the the nba is looking at wnba is looking at chops right now uh, <laughs> i still i still want the celtics to draft her that would be hilarious man Literally if they NBA. did that would be hilarious the thing is i'm, I'm interested to see if uh you know, if she comes out this year, you know, being, you know, players being in, in the college now, I mean, you make so much more money compared to yeah. going pro. It doesn't even matter. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm interested to see if uh, if she comes out, if, what kind of endorsement deal she gets. Like, mm-hmm. does she get her own shoe or, you know, how much how much uh, dollars going to be pushed behind her to put her to the forefront for, you know, the WNBA. But right. I also think this is an opportunity for them to capitalize on, you know, getting that figure that people haven't been excited for in a long time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We got a PGA. We got the uh, we got the Mexico Championship coming up. Or mm-hmm. that one just happened, right? That was last weekend. Yep. Yeah, last yeah, weekend. Was... Your boy Nap won. Yeah, he. Uh, so he came. I, he's been on the Corn Ferry Tour for a while. He's 29 from from California. I uh, no, from Canada. Sorry. Um, but yeah, he uh, he hits the ball a, a long way. He's got a nice smooth swing. And and yeah, you know, he's making a ton of birdies. Problem is, he's he's inconsistent. So. But yeah, he, he he played well. Sunday kind of held off a, a a bit of a nameless leaderboard, but you know, a win's a win, right? And and uh, he hit like two fairways uh, out of fourteen on on Sunday, and still you know shot uh, good enough to win the tournament. Um, but it's awesome for what that one win does for your career. It puts you, it gets you like exempt status for two years on a tour. Uh, you get to play in all the elevated events this year. You get to play in um, all the majors, I think, except for the British Open. You have to qualify for, but but yeah, it, it you know one win like does incredible things for your career on tour. Never mind the you know almost two million dollars you probably probably make as well for winning the tournament. So uh, good on him. Uh, he seems like a, a good dude, um, and and yeah, it was fun. It was fun to watch that coming down the stretch there. Oh yeah, but that thing only takes one one day for you to get it hot. And then, uh, you know, if you can semi, you know, hold your league or, you know, not screw it up, you'd be in good standing. So, yeah, I mean, that's the hardest part in golf, right? You can shoot a, you can shoot a 62 one day, you can shoot a 78 just as easily the next day. So it's avoiding that, 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 that big number, uh, and, and just holding it down, which is what, what Nap did. He came out on Saturday, shot a real low, real low score, put him in a good position and, and he just held on on Sunday. And then, uh, I mean, we got the Honda Classic coming up this weekend. Oh, it's the Cognizant Classic. Oh, they changed it, changed it. Okay. <laughs> Switching up names on me. What's going on? I know. that It's all jacked up. I, I was like, what what tournament is this? And it's like, oh, it's the, the former Honda Classic. 
uh, they play in, in West Palm. Yeah, it's it's a. I always liked watching this tournament. It's kind of fallen off a bit. I think there's a couple bigger names this year. You got Rory playing, but but yeah, it's it's a uh, bear trap is 15 through 18, 16 through 18, something like that. Um, just a really kind of cool finishing holes that they have down there at PGA National. So uh, it's again always a fun co- a fun course for me to watch. Uh, I, I like to watch. Um, so we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I'd say the the I haven't put my lineup out yet, but but uh, Rory's going to kind of be at the top of a lot of people's uh, lineup this week. Yeah, I was about to say how you feel about that because I didn't see I didn't see too many people in this tournament that that we no, know of. It, it's not because because you kind of you're kind of set up for a few weeks now. You're going to have the API, which is an elevated event next week, the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill. Uh, and then you get the players in two weeks. It's it, it Sawgrass, which is obviously a, a big tournament as well. And that's all leading up to to the Masters here in about gosh, just over a month. We got probably five five weeks to go. So yeah, this this tournament again doesn't have you know the firepower, but it's got some good young play. You got you got Bo Hostler who's been playing well this year. Obviously, Rory Nick Dunlap, the uh, the amateur that, that won earlier this year. I thought I saw some of the. the I think I saw Kirk and. Uh, oh yeah, Kirk's in there. Joel, Joel Damon, uh, Eric Cold. Oh, Berger, Gary Woodland. So there's 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 some decent names. Sepp Straka's playing. Sunjay plays every tournament. He's the man. Justin Rose, Fitzpatrick, Tom Kim. So there's there's some some guys out there that can score or that you'll recognize that can score. I mean, it's gonna be fun. it's always gonna be fun to watch, uh, especially with those yeah. guys that aren't really no name to put a number to go out there and make a name for themselves. And like you said, even, you know, lock up, lock up, lock themselves into, you know, being able to not have to, not having to worry about qualifying for a certain events and right. other stuff. So that's pretty good. Just a couple other, a couple other tidbits from golf. I don't know if you caught this, uh, just from, from the, from the live side, uh, T- Taylor Gooch continues to in, impress people with his, uh, with his, uh, quotes. I don't know if you caught this one, but he said that he, and, and Rory, Rory, uh, kind of, mentioned it today but that he kind of got trapped into this question but essentially the the headline was that uh taylor gooch says that if rory mcelroy wins the masters this year it has an asterisk asterisk because he doesn't have all the best players in the world um because you know he's not playing in the masters and he won the the, uh the live regular season last year so it's he kind of it kind of golf twitter is i don't know if you've ever you know stumbled into golf twitter but it's kind of a uh <laughs> it's a world unto itself, I, I would say. You know, you got the hardcore golf guys on there, and they kind of all intermingle with the golf writers and and the YouTube golfers, and everyone's got an opinion. And man, Taylor Gooch has been being roasted the last two days uh, on Twitter um, to the point where uh, Data Golf, which does a lot of uh, like golf rankings, and they kind of take the whole, they try to like just rank golfers on how they're playing on a course. It doesn't matter who they're playing against, like the world golf rankings are and and basically gooch roasted them too and was like yeah you know whatever you know they're kind of not putting the best players in the world even based on data golf and and then they basically put out a whole list and taylor gooch was nowhere near anywhere near the top 50 on the list so it was kind of funny but but yeah it kind of kind of lit up the the golf twitter world uh, which was which was fun been fun for the last couple of days to kind of walk through um rory kind of downplayed it today which was probably the right thing to do but but yeah so we had that, and then uh, I don't I don't know if you remember Anthony Kim. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's been out of golf for 13 years. The last time we saw him was 2010 ish, 
but when you know he was kind of like the young hip guy that was you know gonna change golf and and um he had the giant belt buckles all the swagger um probably was a little ahead of his time i i think that if he came out now it would be a little bit more well accepted i think back then golf was still a little stuffy but he was fun to watch. Uh, he was fun in the Ryder Cup. Him and Tiger, you know, had a couple of duels, which were fun. Uh, and then he disappeared. So this this week, uh, he's he's re uh, reemerged, and he's going to be playing for a couple of events on Live this year, and and starting this week. So uh, kind of curious to see what he shoot what he shoots this week. If he comes out and you know fires like a, a low round, I think could capture some some people's attention but if he comes out and bombs three rounds i think uh, it'll be a quick uh, quick in and out for anthony kim i mean either way that's good for him i mean yeah uh, i mean live his pain so oh I yeah mean, you're gonna get you're gonna get a, a good uh amount of money uh playing for them even if you are uh, a bomb or not but i mean yeah, definitely if uh, he does well it uh helps him in the long run so it's it's a win-win for him right like he can't lose in a situation he could go out and shoot 95 and he's still getting his, you know, probably $10 million to play some competitive golf this year, which why not, right? And and he didn't have to qualify for anything. Like, if he wanted to get onto the PGA Tour, he would need a sponsor's exemption or he'd have to go through, you know, the Corn Ferry Tour qualifying and all that. So this was like the ideal situation for him. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. That's the, I wonder, that's the thing. I feel like a lot of players uh, possibly take advantage of that, like come out of retirement, in and out uh, with live. so. Maybe. Like they, I feel like they could do like an over 40 or event or like an old timers event um, that would help generate a lot of income too. So <laughs> like, like a, like the champions tour kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to be fun to watch. Yeah. It's that time again, ladies and gentlemen. We got another edition of JD's Bites of Rue. What you got for us? All right, so so we don't we don't I don't do a ton of, of breakfast on here, um, but but I made uh, I made one this week that that uh, you know for a week of breakfasts a uh, little uh, meal prep that that uh, thought was worth was worth bringing on here for you. So it's a it's a little bit of like a casserole. Uh, so what the base was almost like a, a breakfast lasagna type deal. So the base is a uh, lavish bread. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's more like a flat, flat bread. So put, put a piece of lavish bread on the bottom. Uh, and then on, on top of that first goes, I had uh, egg beaters. So layer that kind of in a nine by 13 casserole dish, throw some egg beaters that kind of fill up the bottom there already cooked. Um, and then on top of that was some Turkey gravy. Turkey uh, sausage gravy, sorry. So, so basically just just uh, some ground turkey. I added some some seasoning, some some sage, some thyme, salt, pepper, garlic, onion powder. Kind of made like a, a turkey breakfast sausage, and then added uh, some milk and sorry, some flour first to kind of coat the the beef or the turkey, and then some milk into that to make like a, that that sausage gravy. So poured that on top of the eggs, and then. Well, let it thicken up, obviously, and then pour it on top of the eggs and then put a layer, a light layer of Kobe Jack cheese on top and then did another piece of lavish bread again with more more egg, eggs from the egg beaters and then another layer of sausage gravy and then cheese on top and then cook that in the oven uh, for 25 minutes. That sounds funky, man. It sounds like a, 
uh, a breakfast quiche, a, a double layered uh, breakfast quiche or something. That's what I'm saying. It was like it was almost like a, a breakfast lasagna. You guys send me pictures of that, man. I look kind of crazy. I can do that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge breakfast guy. I normally skip breakfast most days, mostly just because I'm not hungry. But um, when it comes to breakfast, I pretty much can cook cook anything. I like you know like anything for breakfast. So it just depends yeah. on what mood I'm in. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I'm the same way. I I try to. I've been trying to eat more breakfast so that I'm not like you know, ravaged at lunch and then it kind of throws off my meal eating. So I try to try to eat some small breakfasts, but that's why this one was kind of perfect, low calorie, easy to make a big batch and, and, and save for the week. Oh yeah. But that definitely sounds good, man. Like I said, you guys send me some pictures of that. Oh, I have yeah. to get a, give that a try, man. And then uh, what'd you guys drink that down with? So one of the, uh, I think sweet, but uh, one of the breweries uh, in, in town here is, is going out of business. Just, you know, failure to rent going up and failure to come to an agreement and, all sorts of stuff going on, so try to hit up a couple of their beers before they uh, before they're gone uh, for good. Um, so this one is called uh, Tears of My Beers. It's from uh, Dream Chasers <laughs> Brewery in Waxhaw. Yeah, they they they've been really playing this thing uh, the last last week or so. Um, but it's it's a it's a session IPA has some pineapple puree in it. Uh, so definitely get the citrus flavor, and it's a uh, it's it's a little like thicker than i would expect for like a, a five percenter but the taste was all right fruit flavor is definitely there you know from from not only pineapple puree but but uh the hop profile that they use and yeah i, I thought it was you know again I, i'm not like the the biggest fan of their beer cool place to hang out uh the beer is always kind of been good uh good enough to have you know one or two there but uh i, I thought this one was kind of like right in line Probably a little bit better than a couple of the other ones that I've had there. So I give it a I give it a seven point one. Dang man, I thought I thought it was going to get the high sevens, uh, maybe an eight. Yeah, not not quite. I mean, it's still it's still uh still a decent beer. I mean, uh, oh yeah. That's why that's why it did not be in too bad. But was it more of a darker dark beer or? No, it was a, a, a session IPA. So just a kind of a, a almost more like a, I would say a pale ale. Um, oh, but, okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. I mean, they gotta step it up, man. They got. Yeah. Can't. You can't. Uh. You know, be going out of business and giving us some weak stuff. So. Exactly. And uh, it's Jay's Bites and Brew, everybody. And then uh, this week for the BRRs, I mean, checking out some of our normal shows. I mean, we got Tokyo Vice. Second season is pretty good. Definitely want to check it out when you get a chance. Like I said, it's about the American dude who. Uh, lives out in Japan and, uh, you know, works for a newspaper and they, you're kind of getting the, the, uh, the gist of what the, you know, the Japanese newspapers life is like, uh, when you're one of the writers, as far as, you know, how you get stories, how they cooperate with the police, with the Yakuza. It's an interesting little show, but definitely, uh, the sex season, uh, heating up. So definitely something you can check out. Nice. Then we had, uh, Love is Blind. I know you checked out some of the episodes. What uh what episode you got up to? Uh, I didn't I didn't start this. I finished the first half of the season, so I, I know they just released today the the uh, the next the next part. Um, so yeah, I got all the way through the seeing you know everyone getting back to back to Charlotte and uh, and uh, um, starting to kind of figure out what they're gonna do. So yeah, it's been yeah I I I think it's been the best season by far uh, to date. Just just a lot of interesting dynamics and and it, it doesn't you know i feel like in the past it seems like it seemed like some of the 
relationships like were kind of like forced or uh, people weren't there for the right reasons. I don't feel that this time. I just feel like at this in this one, some people made some bad decisions. Yeah, they always pick the they always pick the number two, and it should have been a number one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and now like because I I just felt you know even you know with uh, what's her face Chelsea and and uh, and Jimmy um, the Chelsea should have picked uh, the Nick look alike and and obviously Jimmy should have picked Jessica so. You know, I think I think everyone's kind of like you start to see this and people start to meet up and then you got what's his face over there, Jeremy, like driving up to north of Charlotte to go see his uh, the girl he he was talking to and then, you know, basically lied to his his girlfriend there thinking that she, you know, like, oh, I shared my location with you. <laughs> oh, that scene was great. That scene was great. Oh, my God. I like how she slow played that one, though. It was like, yeah, no, I, I saw where you were. When, I know exactly, knew exactly where you were when I woke up at 5 a.m. and checked your location. Oh, yeah, she hit him with the banger. After, oh. After that. that was the mic drop right there. <laughs> he, he thought he was in the clear. But, yeah, so so that one's getting spicy. I, I just think that, that they, they're all getting a little bit spicy right now. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. I feel like there's something going on with every couple. Not too much with that first couple. Uh, I forget their name. Um, with the uh, Spanish chick and the the blonde, uh, the blonde dude. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The only the only the only question I had. Uh, maybe this is inappropriate, but does is, is does he like women? That was my only uh, <laughs> my, my my only curiosity. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> that that was the only part that confused me. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's the, the only couple that seems like they're gonna make it. Everybody else, yeah, uh, seems like they uh, is about to uh, implode. Um, I was surprised about the, I mean, not too surprised, but the uh, uh, the black guy and the uh, yeah. girl with the phone. Yeah, it's, almost, it's almost like when they got home and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do my own thing." Yeah, I felt like he was getting so many texts or messages about yeah. the situation that uh, it kind of just he, like. You think you think his his like buddies all talked him out of it? I think so, man, because, you know, he was spent, they said he was spending a lot of time with, uh, you know, his friends and stuff when he came back. And then, yeah. um, you know, he kept having a lot of conversations about the interracial relationship, which he never yeah. had before. So right. I think that kind of threw him off. I think he was kind of listening, listening to the outside noise too much. And then when she was like sitting there crying and like, you know, telling him how she felt, he was just on his phone like, you know, yeah, that, was, uh, that was weird. Like he, she's trying to like have a real conversation with him and he's just like diddling on his phone. I that was yeah, I said he was like he was like checked out. Oh yeah, the memes are hilarious when they show like him talking to her and then like him talking to talking about the dolphins. Oh, yeah. the, the, the two sides. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Um, which is kind of funny too because he's a he's a middle school principal here. Um, yeah, that's what I, I understand. Like it was just it was just a lot like going on that I felt like he 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 was either checked out or. Somebody got in his ear and just didn't uh, go the other way, but yeah. But they 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 need to give uh, some of these people like a second chance that uh kind of had like the faulty relationships. But I don't feel like they have enough people to go back to like a certain city. But yeah, some other shows. I mean, you got Halo Two. Second season is better than the first. I'm liking it, man. Definitely mm-hmm. uh definitely want to check it out when you get a chance, especially if you play the video game. Um, okay. Um, second season they got a lot a lot more acting. Uh, better acting, a lot better writing, a um, mm-hmm. lot more action. So I mean, you can't go wrong with that, man. Then there are uh, 
they put out the Shogun. They put out the first two episodes. I don't, I don't think you got a chance to see that, right? I didn't watch it yet. No. Yeah, I'll probably uh, check that out tomorrow or something. But you know, they're giving it great reviews. They're saying that's a replacement for Game of Thrones. So you know, I'm about to give that a shot, man. Oh yeah. And then outside of that, wasn't really much else. Uh, I checked out the uh, the uh, Avatar: Last Airbender on Netflix. You know, it's the live action of the uh, the cartoon version. Kind of mixed reviews. I don't really feel like it's for kids, but um, it's, it's still, I, I definitely enjoyed it though. Okay. Because in the first first episode, somebody gets burnt to death. So I don't know if that's a you would classify that as a kid show. So, but other than that, it wasn't really much uh, much else out there. Man. Yeah, we're looking. You know, we're talking about we're looking at a pretty heavy, uh, pretty heavy summer. Might have to save some of those shows uh, because uh, it's gonna it's gonna get light real quick uh, after that for a little bit. Yeah, man. But that's the thing you gotta. Uh, it's gonna give you opportunity, opportunity, or me opportunity to go back and find some other stuff I might have missed, or some other stuff I uh, forgot and need to catch up on. So yeah, uh, exactly. I'll figure it out. And then uh, until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Till next time, Rich. I want to thank y'all for rocking out here on the Sports Sidebar Podcast. Give y'all something to ride out on. 